The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. We are glad that you are with us this week, and we're going to continue to talk about a topic that uh, we began last week. We were talking a little bit about the restoration of the heart. And, Robbie, I know that you were really pretty um, instrumental in saying, hey, let's go talk about this, because God's been doing some of that stuff for you over the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah. You had gone to a conference in the spring, the Restoration of the Heart Conference that John Eldridge and Dan Elder. Allender. Allender, I can never say that right. Did, and they had the video series, and as I've gone through that video series, it's just mind-boggling. The breakthrough that I've had in restoring parts of my heart that were shattered, as you, you know, brought out in several talks I've heard over the years, Sam, that, you know, that passage in Isaiah 61 where he says he's going to bind up the brokenhearted that literally there's pieces of your hearts that are scattered throughout your story. It's like a timeline. There's a piece of you that's still stuck back here and a piece of you that's stuck there. And I am just really, <laughs> you know, because I mean, I've really enjoyed that series and what it's done for me um, in restoring a couple pieces that have been missing for some time. And you've been to a, a boot camp or two. Yeah, or 10. Or 10, exactly. <laughs> uh, and, and so today we're going to talk about restoration of the heart, but I want to continue for a second where, where you were, Robbie, that, you know, what if someone's going, hey, I don't know what you're really talking about, but I want some of that. You know, they can go to Ransom Heart Ministries. If you just put in Ransomed Heart, you can go to Ransom Heart Ministries, or look for something called the tribe, and you can join the tribe. It's $9 a month, and they have a phenomenal amount of resources there, audio, video, just um, complete healing and restoration type things. And I know you've been through a lot of them, Robbie. Yeah, I, it's, it's an amazing resource. And there's just a lot that God's had for me there in that very issue of, of restoring the heart. But also, you know, you got people in your life, you know, as you begin to see things and understand agreements and forgiveness and things on new levels, you know, it's really, it's, it's, you see your family in a new light. Even see the holidays in a new light. You do. You do. There's a lot about this this message as you walk along with God through it that you do tend to see people different. You tend to see um, some of the things that drove you nuts a little differently. Right. Um, maybe not always the way you should because sometimes it still drives you nuts. But but also, you know, some of the things they've done to help you along the way. And, and we're going to move into today's topic in just one second. But there's one other thing you can do. You can go to the Ransom Heart thing and... Start working on, on your heart between now and April. And in That's April, right. we've got a great opportunity for you. Robbie, what can they do in April? April 6th through the 9th, we have another boot camp, which those experiences are four days. They start on a Thursday. They go f- through a long weekend there. And it is very intentionally placed to put you to where you c- can begin to drop down some walls that are guarding your heart so that you can let God into those places that he hasn't been before and you know it's just miraculous it's a breakthrough that's i just i see more fruit in that in my life than any ministry that i deal with yeah and i know that you've been like you said to 10 i i've been 
I don't know, 12, 14, 15. I don't, I, I don't know. Well, probably closer to 17 or 18. But every time God has something new and wonderful. You know, it's not always fun to journey through, but the, on the other side of it, the freedom is amazing. And that heart restoration that he gives you in pieces, sometimes huge pieces, sometimes small pieces, but you just, it changes completely how you feel, it changes how you see yourself, it changes lots of things in your life. It changes your marriage. It changes yeah. your, your relationship with your children, understanding wounds and how you got yours sure changes the way you might be divvying out some of that stuff, you know. But you know what opportunity it is as a Christmas present. We didn't want to. We wanted to bring out that little highlight that you know you can make payments on. It's not expensive. It's one hundred and sixty nine dollars. But however you set it aside, what a present to give a man in your life or a young man. You know, we, we start out what fifteen, sixteen, Sam, and yeah, a lot of that depends. You know, normally we would say eighteen, but I think if you have a very mature. Uh, a young son that's a, a 16, 17, somewhere in there, you know, that would be pretty good. And you just have to ask yourself just how mature yeah. are they? And you know them better than anybody. And, you know, we're not looking for perfection because none of us are perfect, but just so that they grasp some of the topics. Because it is dealing with some really deep issues. I know that uh, my oldest son was able to go at a very young age, and it's made a huge difference for him moving into college. He actually sent me uh, a text uh, as I was getting ready to head over here, and he said, Hey, Dad, you got to go watch Friday Night Tykes, which I've never seen any of that. It's got to be a kid's football series. Uh, Friday Night Tykes, there's a great scene on identity. <laughs> you know, and so I said, well, get the episode, you know, and so he sent it to me a little bit later. It's season this, episode this, about 13 minutes in. You know, and so, I mean, he just, he's, as a young man at 18, man, he's in such a better place than I ever could imagine of being, even when I was 30, oh, you know. Yeah. But today's topic, we're going to kind of move on to that, is, is God, God is the one that restores your heart, without a doubt. He is the restoration person. But he also gives us the, um, I, don't, I don't know how I'd want to say it, just the, the, the honor, the privilege, the, uh, the adventure to walk with him, sometimes in being involved with that and with someone else. But then God also puts people in our lives that helps us along the path of restoration. You know, he'll put someone in our life for a season, maybe a moment, and it's a, it's a changer. It may not be for your whole lifetime changer, but it's a moment changer, or it starts you down a path that leads to that big change that God's going to do. And today we're going to talk a little bit about when God brings other people into your life to help you restore your heart. You know, and that initially when we're setting down to talk about it, it was like, well, let me think about it. And the more we talk, the more stories kind of came alive. No, yeah. I mean, when I really look back at it, and I have to be brutally honest with myself to say, wow, Robbie was extremely arrogant. You know, here I was, a Christian radio host, and I was, you know, thought I was under the teaching of, you know, David Jeremiah and Charles Stanley and all these things. And here comes Darren and Sam, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, they invite me to a boot camp. I go, it's kind of like, yeah, I want to take part in your event, but I didn't really expect to have any expectation that it would so radically change my walk with Christ, so radically bring the healing that it's brought into my life, so radically bring life and bring my heart back. But, um, you know, and, 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 and Sam and Darren and, and Vinny and Andy were sitting across, you know, all, everybody's had a role in, you know, the stories because as you watch other people begin to get freedom, you know, when you hear their story of this is how it happened for me, you relate to pieces of that, 
And you begin to go, not only do you want that, but you begin to see how God could come for you in that and, and how to ask him to walk with you. Absolutely. And just as you're pointing out, sometimes it's an unlikely source like Darren and I. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to go to a clip uh, for, from a movie called Despicable Me. Now, it is a cartoon movie, and, and but we do use those quite a bit because they have some real depth to them. And in this one, you have uh, the lead character named Gru. He's the kind of the scientist, the mad scientist kind of guy, or the bad guy, rather, the villain. And you learn early in his story that he's had some real wounding, some real wounding from his mom that really just shut off his heart, kind of changed some of his passions. And so he's really closed himself off. And into his life, he invites these three little girls, not because he wants to help raise them because he's becoming their foster parent and looking to adopt them, but because he's trying to get something out of them, help breaking into the enemy's location. But I want you to listen to this clip, and this is before his heart starts to change. And the little girls on one of their first nights are saying, hey, can you read me a story? I want you to kind of listen to it, and then we're going to listen to a change later in the show. Will you read us a bedtime story? No. Pretty please. The physical appearance of the please makes no difference. It is still no, so go to sleep. We can't. We're all hyper. And without a bedtime story, we'll just keep getting up and bugging you. All night long. Oh, fine. All right. Sleepy kittens. Sleepy kittens? What are these? Puppets. You use them when you tell the story. <laughs> okay, let's get this over with. Three little kittens loved to play. They had fun in the sun all day. Then their mother came out and said, Time for kittens to go to bed. Wow, this is garbage. Do you actually like this? Keep reading. <sighs> Come on. All right, all right, all right, all right. Three little kittens started to bawl. Mommy, we're not tired at all. Their mother smiled and said with a purr, Fine, but at least you should brush your fur. Now you brush the fur. This is literature? A two-year-old could have written this. All right. Three little kittens with fur all brushed said, We can't sleep. We feel too rushed. Their mother replied with a voice like silk. Fine, but at least... You should drink your milk. Now make them drink the milk. Oh, I don't like this book. This is going on forever. Three little kittens with milk all gone rubbed their eyes and started to yawn. (sighs) We can't sleep. We can't even try. Then their mother sang a lullaby. Good night, kittens. Close your eyes, sleep in peace until you rise. Though while you sleep, we are apart. Your mommy loves you with all her heart. The end, okay, good night. As you listen to that, it's obviously pretty funny. Um, Steve Carell plays that character, and and, and Gru's not a bad guy. I mean, he's really not. He's not mean, he's not, I mean, he's a bad guy, he's a villain in it, but he's not a malice type person i mean he's really not treating these kids bad he just is really distant from them and and the story begins a process with him because you hear at the end of that it talks about how much the mom loves with all the heart and there's a little change to his voice there and it starts him down a path where these little girls are really instrumental in his life of helping me helping him get his heart back 
And so that's kind of been a cool movie to go watch from that light of seeing, okay, how did God use, you know, when say God, but how did, how did the creator, which someone created this story, how did the creator use these people to help change his life? And that's our story. How does our creator, how does our heavenly father help other people to change our story? I uh, was thinking earlier about just something very simple before we head into break of where I had at one point... I was at a um, in a meeting, and this lady said, "Hey, are you a Christian?" Is a homeowner meeting. I said, "Well, yeah." And she said, "Well, it looks like you could use a hug." And I was having a really bad day, and it changed my week, and it changed even longer. We'll talk about it when we come back. But go right now when you get a second and register for the boot camp. Register for yourself. Register for a loved one. But really, it'd be such a great Christmas gift for you, or for someone else, or for a couple of you. So go do that. MasculineJourneyRadio.org. The Masculine Journey wonders if you would consider giving that man in your life a Christmas present he'll always treasure, his heart back. We have a heart-restoring boot camp coming up April 6th through the 9th. And what a gift. Listen to what it did for Andy. Masculine Journey boot camp experience showed me I could truly hear from God and that I could experience Him on a daily basis. Only $169 or make five payments of $33. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and get that man in your life something he'll never forget. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. When a man's an empty kettle, he should be on his mettle, and yet I'm torn apart. Just because I'm presuming that I could be kind of human if I only had a heart. I'd be tender, I'd be gentle, and awful sentimental regarding love and art. I'd be friends with the sparrows and the boy who shoots the arrows if I only had a heart. <laughs> so, Robbie, that was for you. That, that clip was for you. Uh, oh, I love it. Absolutely love it. Well, it's descriptive. You know, it talks about that you got this, this person, or the tin man rather here, that has no heart, right? But he knows that when he gets his heart back, that there's life on the other side of that. You know, and, and so you, you have sensitivities a part of that, but also just caring and all the different things that happens and that's what's going to happen to grew here in a little bit and we're going to listen to it but uh, before we get to that uh, i want to ask you guys to think of, or talk about a story maybe where someone stepped in and really helped you through a season through a moment i was talking before the break i was just having a horrible week and i was doing a buyer meeting with a, a client and um you know, i was presenting her home to her and she paused for a minute and she said you're you're christian right and i said well, well yeah which i was kind of thinking, oh, no, what I do. <laughs> and she said, well, it looks like you need a hug. And, you know, she just gave me this big hug. And after my uncomfortableness with that, um, it really just changed my day. And it really kind of changed some of my paradigm of how just as simple as something like that can make a difference for somebody. And, and, and from that magnitude, which seems so minor to the to large magnitude, it, it, God uses people to help us in our lives. Um, Robbie, can you think of a story? Oh, it's it's amazing to me how often 
it comes from a very unlikely source. As you know, I teach special needs ministry, and we had a young man named Joshua. And when he came in, lots and lots of apparently severe birth defects. He was one of those folks that was in a wheelchair and about as big around as a twig and has in the head had to be held up by two pads. And he, most of the time when you saw him, he moaned. And, and, you know, he would come into the class and we're trying to teach the hand signs, go through the Bible and all this. And Joshua would be, ah, and we'd hear all this. And it, at first you were like, okay. But after a while, it got really annoying. <laughs> I mean, I was seriously annoyed at this situation. And we had a Christmas party. And um, after he'd been in the class about a year, his mother was there. And when we started to do the presentation, of course, Joshua starts moaning loudly. Ah, you know, and, and all this was going on. And all of a sudden, Joshua's mom got down, looked at him and said, Joshua, it's not your turn. And Joshua stopped right there. And I literally started to cry because I realized that Joshua had been trying to talk to us for a year. That was the way he talked. It, the, it, those moans were his way of communicating because he didn't have any other way. So the very next, the very next uh, class that we had, um, of course, as soon as Joshua started to moan, I looked at him, I said, okay, it's Joshua, it's, it is your turn, buddy, and I have been rude for a long time, you tell us exactly, and, and we let him go on until he paused, and we said, okay, it's, it's my turn, and it went on, and from then on, when Joshua wanted to talk, we let him talk, and when he was done, he was done, but my heart, Sam, was never the same. Unfortunately, Joshua went to be there with the Lord not long thereafter, because you know, he had a lot of that stuff, but I'm not, I'll never be the same because of Joshua. Andy, is there anybody that you can think of or some things from your past or present, actually? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the thing is, is you look back over time and you and like Sam's instance where you have somebody give you a word of encouragement or, or, or call out something, the glory of God in you, speak something positive or help you see something you didn't see in the past. Um, you you always appreciated those things, but those were one-off instances that really didn't go that deep. But I can say with the what we've seen with or what I've experienced in the boot camps and getting along or getting around the guys and and just having discussions, what Robbie was saying uh, in the talks where you hear one of the guys share something that penetrates your heart. All those, you know, it's not a specific story, but it is my story, and that those conversations, those those talks, those opportunities to go spend time with God at the boot camp after that, all those accumulate into a, a restored heart over time. And it's like Sam said, you'd only get your heart back in pieces and you know, there's a pieces all over the place. Um, it takes time to, to restore all those, but you know, yeah, I mean that's that's probably the, what I would say is it's more than one I don't really have a, a single event, but it's just a series of events that that, that I've experienced. I think it's a good example where God will use sometimes people that don't even have a clue, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or they do, or just their story does something for you. Um, one of the people, and Vinny, I want to get to you next. One of the people in my life for me has been uh, my best friend from college. 
His name's Bob, and, and we've been friends for way, way too many years. <laughs> you know, since 1982. You know, we've been friends since then, and and uh, we've rarely lived in the same state since college, um, or near each other if we were in the same state. But there's hardly a few days that go by that we don't either text or talk or something and communicate with each other. And a lot of times it's just a joke or it's just something going back and forth, but looking back on that relationship, what's really happened over years is when I've had some really, really joyful times, Bob was there. You know, we could talk about on the phone. I've had some really, really hard times. Bob was there. And I always knew that regardless of what was going on in my life, regardless of any losses that I had occurred, that I had this friend that just loved me for me, you know, and we've been great friends through the time. And, and, you know, we've been spending a lot of time over the last few days, just kind of sending some jokes back and forth for the holidays. But it's just something even in that for guys that there's this communication piece. But God's really shown me love through him, even in the jokes. You know, it's taken time to say, hey, I'm thinking of you, you matter to me, you know, and vice versa. And that's what friends kind of do. Um, one last comment, and then I want to ask you, Vinny, about a story. I've been taking um, some counseling classes. I've been taking, actually, my first counseling class. And what was really kind of cool in it, over and over they were saying that the highest calling a counselor has is to mirror, mirror Jesus to somebody. You know, yeah, you got to learn all that other stuff. And that's what we're talking about. When you get glimpses, Andy, you said it, you get glimpses or someone helps show you the love of God in one way or another that helps you lead, lead you back towards him. That's really what we're talking about. And Vinny, I know that in your life you've had some people over the years that's really helped speak into your life or, or really made an impact for you. Oh, yeah, plenty of people. But I have to go back to uh, where it all started for me was when they were... My wife passed away, and when she was being taken out in the hearse, most of you people have heard it, that I fell to my knees, and it was storming like crazy. Now, I knew all about it all my life, go to church, you know, pray to God and all that. But falling on your knees and looking, and why her? and looking in the sky and seeing God, that's something that I don't think anybody here or will come here in the future can imagine. When I say that, I'm not saying that because I want to be spectacular about it. It happened. It happened. That was my start of knowing that God was around all over, especially that he had his hand out reaching for me and knew the pain that I was in. So there's been a lot of people that came into my life, like you say, but I always think of that. That that can't be topped. Except maybe one time, now that can't be topped, but it was pretty close. Our first, my first boot camp, I listened to a bunch of people talking about their lives. And, you know, it was very interesting. 
And then Robbie came up to me after lunch. We had what quiet time. That to me brought me closer to God, the quiet time. Mm -hmm. Because I was there alone and I just felt his presence and I knew he was there for me. And I thought of the people that told the stories and were speaking inside and how bad some of their stories were. And I prayed for them. I actually prayed for Sam, who's now Robbie. I didn't know Randy. I didn't know him at that time. But I was praying for these people because I was saying, that's just as bad as what happened to me. Anyway, yeah, there's a lot of people that come into your life. And it is. is. Tomorrow is 21 21 years of my first wife's passing. Day of infamy. Can you imagine? No, I I really can't. Vinny, thank you for sharing that. I'm going to get back to our clip here in a second, but something that's happened in, in... well, I'm going to play a little bit of this clip from Gru. I don't want you to hear the beginning. He's, we're not going to be able to get it all in, but you hear him start to tell a story that he wrote about how the girls had changed his heart as he tells them a bedtime story. Okay, girls, time for bed. Oh, come on. You want a story? Three sleeping kittens. Oh, no. Sorry, that, that book was accidentally destroyed maliciously. Tonight, we are going to read a new book. This one is called... One Big Unicorn. By who wrote this? Oh, me! I wrote it. Oh, look, it's a puppet book. Here, watch this. That's the horn. (laughs) 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 This is gonna be the best book ever. Not to pat myself on the back, but yes, it probably will be. Here we go. One Big Unicorn, strong and free, thought he was happy as he could be. Then three little kittens came around and turned his whole life upside down. Now, if you want the rest of that, you're going to have to go rent Despicable Me or buy it for this Christmas. It's a great story. And we want you to think about this year, who are the people that God's put in your life to help change you and take you back closer to him? And who maybe have you, he called you to do that with yourself? But know that God's offering you the gift of restoration this Christmas, and he's always asking, will you take it? Will you take that chance and go to a boot camp or go to Ransom Hearts' website? Take that step with him and let him give you the gift he's trying to give you. We'll see you next week.